I think um, when you talk to people about U.S. involvement in U.S. foreign policy, try to appeal to their self-interest rather than to their high moral, good feeling, charity feeling, like be nice to other people in the world. Um, many Americans, many Americans can't do that because they've been frightened out of their wits. And when people are afraid, when people are afraid, they're not going to be kind. If they fear that you are going to do something terrible to me, are going to do something to me, they're ready to surrender their rights, they're ready to follow the leader, they're ready to bomb the hell out of you and kill and, and destroy every one of your houses that are standing, if it means making their hearth and home and their children and themselves safe. So to say to them, bombing these other people is bad and you shouldn't do it, uh, uh, in fact, I don't want to uh, underestimate people because at times when they see there is a lot of killing, they do get turned off and they do start asking questions. Why do we have to be there? Where, where is Yugoslavia? What, why are we suddenly bombing and killing people? Why are we dropping um, depleted uranium in the Danube River, which is drinking water for, for uh, 30 million people? And uh, why, why should we be doing those things? And Bill Clinton had to really knock out Yugoslav media to make sure that, that they continued with their campaign to demonize the Serbs and tell you about the wicked, murderous Serbs and all that, and then to demonize the uh, Libyans and Gaddafi, and then demonize the Syrians, uh, and demonize Iran, and demonize North Korea. The, the world is full of demonized people if you listen to our leaders. And that is in order to get the support of the people behind the building of a world empire, which involves the systematic destruction of things. Now, the empire that the US has built consists of about um, four or five hundred bases around the world, maybe more, some say 700 bases. It depends on how you define a base. Um, <clears throat> and all of that, we're told, is needed to protect us. We need to be protected because there are people who are jealous of us or because we're prosperous, we're secular, we're this or that. It used to be the communists were after us. I remember that all through my school years. Communists here, communists there, communists in, communists in Hollywood, communists in your schools, communists, communists go and get your mama, you know. Communists were everywhere. Um, and then when these ruthless, bloodthirsty communists who are just drunk and driven for power and wanted power, uh, when they disappeared, when they, when they resigned their governments without a shot being fired, there was a lull there. There was a terrible period where the empire had run out of enemies to justify its existence. And then finally, thank God, pretty soon came terrorism. The terrorists, the terrorists, and, and the Muslim terrorists, especially, um, and Al-Qaeda. And yet Al-Qaeda is being used by the U.S. in Libya to destroy the Gaddafi government. It's, it was a government, by the way. You never heard that term used. It was always the Gaddafi regime. Like today in Syria, it's the Assad regime. They give you the words to demonize the leader. 
And the policy is to demonize the leader. Noriega in Panama, suddenly he was an admirer of Hitler. They found one copy of an old Life magazine in his headquarters, which the cover had Adolf Hitler on it. So it's Life magazine loved Hitler, it seemed. And they started telling you how he was a secret admirer of Hitler. And this justified George Herbert Walker Bush bombing El Chadia, a working class district in Panama, and invading and occupying Panama. Panama's real sin was that it had a leftist military. Panama's real sin is that it, had, it developed social programs for the ordinary people in education and well-being. That's what Panama was doing wrong. Panama's real sin was that they wanted to own the canal zone, which cut right through the middle of their country, and they didn't want the U.S. telling them what to do. And that really is what happens. What the U.S. does is they demonize the leader of a particular country. One week it's Noriega, terrible Noriega, we all heard about that. The next week is Saddam Hussein. The very same Saddam Hussein who was torturing and murdering and killing people a few years before, but he was killing the right people. He was killing communists, he was killing Democrats, he was killing constitutionalists. When he was doing that, and even wiped out the whole left wing of his own Baathist party, when he was doing that, he was Washington's poster boy. They loved him, they kissed him, they had their pictures taken with him and all that. It's when he got out of line on the oil quotas and he wanted a larger oil quota to sell more Iraqi oil, which would have threatened prices, too much oil glut, the prices go down, prices go down, profits go down, and George Herbert Walker Bush suddenly started talking about Saddam Hussein as worse than Hitler. You see, worse than Hitler. And so he was demonized. So that's the process. It's a very rational and very consistent process. And what it does is it plays upon people's fears. In that November, uh, just before the Gulf War, the polls showed 75% of the American people were against getting militarily involved in the Gulf, in Kuwait, and against Saddam Hussein. They started then putting out polls about if Saddam Hussein has the term weapons of mass destruction hadn't come into vogue yet. They said, if he has nuclear weapons, would you then support? Well, if he, yeah, right, if he's going to destroy the world, would you support stopping him from destroying the world? Is that a loaded question or not? And the polls went the other way. Suddenly, 75% of the people supported intervention uh, in the Gulf War. So they've learned to play on the survival fears of the American people, convince the people that there's a world out there that's encircling us all the time and about to get us. And this is why we, unlike every other country in the world, we, unlike China, unlike Russia, unlike Denmark, unlike Spain, we need to have these hundreds of military bases all over the world. We need to have these nuclear aircraft carrier fleets floating around in every ocean and making port in almost every, every region of the world uh, to, protect, to protect us from these imagined and conjured enemies. It's a very consistent U.S. policy. Do not join those critics who say U.S. policy is stupid. It's so foolish. It gets all mixed up. Why do we keep getting into these silly messes? It's stupid. You're stupid if you think the people who own and run this country are stupid. They do this and they're very consistent. And the consistency is they always attack anyone who wants to use the land, 
the labor, the natural resources, the capital of his country for self-development. And that was Saddam Hussein, Hussein's sin. That after he did all this murdering and torturing and all that, and the US loved him for a while, he then refused to privatize the economy. That economy was totally state-controlled and owned. Iraq had the highest standard of living in the Middle East. He suddenly took on the policies of the very people he had just killed. And he was seen now as a nationalist. Saddam Hussein's sin was that he committed economic nationalism. Noriega's sin in Panama was that he committed economic nationalism. Assad's sin in Syria was he was modernizing, he was putting out a social wage, he had social programs. The refugees that came from Iraq and Libya, he gave them full benefits and such. He was using the resources of his country for the well-being of the people rather than to make the world safe and profitable for the Fortune 500. And that is what it's all about. That empire that is being built, so much bigger and stronger, there are a whole bunch of, there's a, a, a whole a bunch of literature, lots of books coming out, Chris Hedges, uh, others, uh, Chalmers Johnson, who's dead now, but he wrote a couple of, it was all about the twilight of the empire, the dawn of the, the, the end of the empire, follies of empire, the, the decline of empire and all that. It's not declining at all. This empire is getting bigger and bigger. It's got monster bases now in Eastern Europe, in Kosovo. It's got bases in Kyrgyzstan. It's, uh, it's, it, it, its budget is, is doubled under George Bush and it's increased under Obama to record heights. It's, it gets about a trillion dollars a year uh, 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 money. The empire is stronger and bigger and, uh, than ever and people are being frightened as much as they can be frightened. And the trick, uh, the trick is to, uh, and, and we should also remember that this empire feeds off the republic. This empire gets its money and its wealth from the republic. Every tank, goes back to Eisenhower's speech, every tank, every plane, every drone and all that means one less school or library or, or health clinic or the like. We have a, we have a republic that is, is sinking down to third world level. We have a republic that's closing its public clinics. Uh, we have a republic that can't even can't even build decent housing for its uh, people in its communities. We have homelessness. You come, you come, come, come look at Berkeley. It's it's interesting. Um, the part about Berkeley they don't tell you. They always talk about oh the left, the tradition. You walk you walk downtown Berkeley. It's like walking down Skid Row. The number of people standing around, uh, needing help, needing housing and such. So that's what it's about. The goal. It's a very rational very consistent goal. It attacks any leader, whether he be a dictator or democratically elected like Milosevic was, and demonizes that leader to convince you that this is the worst devil that you could ever see and we've got to get rid of him for humanitarian reasons and for our own security. And uh, any leader who uses the land, labor, and resources of the country for communal purposes and for collective needs. That guy is sooner or later targeted. Um, and it supports any leader, democratically elected or dictated, it doesn't matter, it's, it's whether, where he stands on this line, if, he, if that leader opens up the country and says, come on in boys, it's all yours.
Come on in. The land, the natural resources, the labor. You can, you can, I can get you workers who will be working for you for pennies an hour. Uh, you just give me, my brother Jose, a little a money. You just pay us off. Or today it might be my brother Abdul. Pay us off. And we'll take care of these people if they get out of line. And we'll be your, your proud allies and good friends and, and all that. And that's, and that's what it's all about. So um, let me just end by saying that what people believe the U.S. is doing in the world and what the U.S. really is doing is one of the great propaganda feats of modern times. Uh, and so what we have to do is bring to people the information that is very consistently being kept from them in the major media. Thanks. I threw a lot out at you in just 10 minutes there, but you, you get what I'm saying. I know you do.